And sisters, annuncio vobis gaudium magnum. Abemus. Mr. Neff, Mr. Neff. E, Mr. Neff, che facciamo? Abemus. You are listening to the ultimate Eurovision experience. Radio International with JP. Hello. Let's go. Hi, my name is Blanca. This is my song, Solo. This is Pasha Parfeni from Moldova and this is my song Soarele și Luna Hi guys, this is Lorraine from Sweden and this is my song Tattoo You better enjoy it
is about to hit this city. What are we going to do now? The official spokesperson for the Eurovision Broadcasting Union, the EPU. You're listening to Radio International with JP. It's amazing. Hey, thank you, Linda, and ha- hope you had a nice Christmas there at the EBU. As well as you outside there on the way you land. Hope your festive days were great and uh, another great weekend to come. It's the change of the year from 2023 into the year of 20 and Malmö. That's the year 2024 when Sweden will be hosting the Eurovision Song Contest from the Malmö Arena in May, May 7, 9 and 11. And we're amongst, uh, well, amidst the national final season already. Countries started to uh, announce their entries or select their entries to the Eurovision Song Contest 2024. We already have a French entry that was selected first. I think it was in November or so, last year, this year. Hi, JP in the hot seat, an exciting edition of the show coming up. It's the last one of 2023. And I thought it would be nice to invite all my colleagues that are regular contributors to the show and spend half an hour with me on the program. So we're going to start off with David Mann and the Eurovision cover spot in the birthday file. And of course, we kicked off with the Eurovision winner, the Karen Draining Champion. Being the final song, the final time you hear it in 2023 on Radio International. But then in the second part of this hour, Ross will be joining me to take a look at uh, Eurovision songs with titles. Uh, in, in, with countries in the title. And in the next hour, Dermot Manning has got... Uh, uh, half an hour of Eurovision songs sung in Europe's minority or small languages. And then Marcus Keppel-Palmer, the Eurovision Lordship, will be showcasing the Eurovision winner of 1966, Udo Jürgens. And uh, then uh, the second part will be uh, with uh, Chris Poppy coming on to showcase Lindsay de Paul coming up. And that will be in hour number three, actually. And then Javier Leal introduces uh, six songs. He says, my favorite Eurovision songs in the 25th position or place in the running order in the light of the show's 25th anniversary. That is Radio International, who celebrates this year 25 years on air. Our number four is Ali joining us, and uh, uh, he'll be doing uh, the last song from the countries that don't participate anymore, plus Luxembourg, as they don't probably return until 2024. And closing out this week's edition of the show, John returns with the top five of the Eurovision Song Contest of 2023. What a nice lineup for the next four hours, and without further ado, David Mann is eagerly awaiting to come on. Studio 3 lights up and uh, lights red on air, and it's the Eurovision birthday file to kick off with. Radio International. Oh, I love it. Europe's number one. Yeah. 
Eurovision birthday time once again here on Radio International. And our list of artists who've been celebrating a birthday over the past week includes one representative from the Junior Contest, one Eurovision winner, but quite a number of artists who've appeared on the Eurovision stage more than once. Let's start by sending birthday greetings to Anja Koivisto, who was a member of Koivisto Lysit, alongside Marco Aro for Finland in 1979. Also celebrating this week, greetings go to Carmen Stevec from Slovenia 2003, Regina Oskodotir, who sang alongside Frederick Omar as one half of Euroband for Iceland in 2008, as well as providing backing vocals for Iceland in 2001, 2003, 2005, and being a member of the jury in 2021. Willem Edsger, or Bill van Dyke, sang for the Netherlands in 1982, and he's celebrating his birthday this week, as is Austria's 1984 representative, Anita Wagner. Edun Garcia Almagro, or Edun for Spain 2015, is another one cutting the birthday cake alongside Lisa Andreas, who sang for Cyprus in 2004, and Elizabeth Rodriguez Coles, or Beth, who sang for Spain at the 2003 Eurovision Song Contest. Estonia's 2022 representative Stefan Ariapetu is celebrating a birthday this week, as is Georgios Alakaios, who, alongside his friends, sang for Greece in 2010, Pamela Ramiljak, a member of Feminem, who sang for Bosnia and Herzegovina in 2005, and then again for Croatia in 2010, Anush Ashakian, who sang alongside Inga for Armenia in 2009, Maja Lis Ilus, who sang for Estonia in 1996 and 1997, and Pamela Valgren, a Melody Festival and contestant in 1985, 1991, 2003 and 2010, and once again in 2013 as a member of the group called Swedish Housewives. Also on the birthday list this week, Croatia's 2008 singer Boris Nekovic, Paula Selling, who alongside Ovi represented Romania in 2010 and again in 2014, Fermal Akgul, a member of Manga for Turkey in 2010, Agnes Roslund, or Reddy, who represented Denmark in 2022, Tanika Jankova, or Vesna, Czech Republic's representative at this year's contest in Liverpool, Monaco's 2005 singer Lisa Darley, the UK's singer from the same year, Javine Hilton, and Norway's Hanne Sorvag, a Melody Grand Prix competitor in 2011 and co-writer of Eurovision Songs for Germany in 2008 and for Georgia and Norway in 2010. Jail Winner, who sang Australia's song in 2018, is the sole representative from the Junior Contest on the birthday list this week. Two victories ten years apart at Italy's San Remo Song Festival saw Marco Mengoni return to the Eurovision stage this year in Liverpool, following up his previous appearance at the 2013 contest. And we'll hear Marco with Due Vita, the song he co-wrote and took to fourth place on the scoreboard in Liverpool, in a minute or two. After we've sent birthday greetings to another two-time Eurovision participant and a winner. 
Russia's Dima Bilan made second place on the scoreboard at the 2006 contest and returned two years later to top the scoring at the Eurovision in 2008 in Belgrade. So as we wish him a very happy birthday this week with the song that took the trophy for Russia at the 53rd Eurovision Song Contest, here's Believe, performed by Dima Bilan. Even when the thunder and storm begins I'll be standing strong like a tree in the wind Nothing's gonna move this mountain Or change my direction I'm falling on the sky and I'm all alone The courage that's inside's gonna break my fall Nothing's gonna dim my light This is Marco Mangoni from Italy. You are listening to Radio International with JP. Siamo soli svegli in tutto l'universo e non conosco ancora bene il tuo deserto. Forse in un posto del mio cuore dove il sole è sempre spento, dove a volte ti perdo, ma se voglio ti prendo. Siamo un libro sul pavimento in una casa vuota che sembra la nostra Il caffè con limone contro l'engobre sembri una foto mossa E ci siamo fottuti ancora una notte fuori un locale 
che giri fanno due vite Siamo i soli svegli in tutto l'universo A gridare un po' di rabbia sopra un tetto Che nessuno si sente così Che nessuno li guarda più i film I fiori nella tua camera La mia maglia metallica Siamo un libro sul pavimento in una casa vuota che sembra la nostra Persi tra le persone quante parole senza mai una risposta E ci siamo fottuti ancora una notte fuori un locale E meno male Se questa è l'ultima Thank you very much, David. And uh, that was the first part of uh, his uh, stint in the half hour, first half hour of the show this week. The Eurovision birthday file with uh, Happy Birthday to Dima Bilan, believe his winning song for the Eurovision Song Contest 2008 for Russia. And then from 2023, the returnee of the year to the Eurovision Song Contest from Italy. He's been there before in 2013. Ten years on, he returned Marco Mangoni representing Italy with Due Vita. And the song itself got as high as number four in Liverpool this year. So we're ready to join now uh, David once more and he quickly changed the script and he's ready now for the Eurovision cover spot on the way now. Radio International. Oh, I love it. Europe's number one. Yeah. You're listening to the cover spot on Radio International. Hello and welcome again to the Eurovision cover spot here on Radio International. At the change of the year, our thoughts turn very much to the new Eurovision season, which of course actually has been underway for some weeks with artist announcements and the start of the first wave of ticket sales for the 2024 contest in Malmö, Sweden. So let's turn the clock back to the winning song from the contest the last time it was staged in the Malmö Arena on May the 16th, 2013. The song that took us back over the Orsund Bridge to Copenhagen for the 2014 contest was written by Lisa Cabell, Julia Fabrin-Jakobsen and Thomas Stengood. 
and Denmark's 2013 Eurovision winning song was performed in Malmo by Emily de Forest. The sky's red tonight We're on the edge tonight No shooting star to guide us Eye for an eye Why tear each other apart? Please tell me why Why do we make it so hard? Look at us now We only got ourselves to blame It's such a shame How many times can we win and lose? How many times can we break the rules between us? Only teardrops How many times do we have to fight? How many times did we get it right between us? Only teardrops So come and face me now the stage tonight Let's leave the past behind us Eye for an eye Why tear each other apart? Please tell me why Why do we make it so hard? Look at us now We only got ourselves to blame It's such a shame Tell me how many times can we win and lose? How many times can we break the rules? Forest with Denmark's winning song performed at the Eurovision final the last time it was staged in Malmo in May 2013. A green defeat, she shed a tear A rose under the rainbow Whispers, answers that she sees Fading like a dream Rain falls down Every promise broken Storm breaks out And she really needs to breathe 
the sound of Moldovan singer Anna Cherkova and Silent Battlefield, the song that finished in the runners-up position to Zizob Zizob at Moldova's 2022 Eurovision National Selection auditions. 32-year-old Anna Cherkova, born in the Moldovan capital Chisinau, began studying music at age seven and was classically trained. Success at a number of competitions saw Anna become a featured soprano soloist with the Moldovan National Opera and Ballet Theatre while she was still completing her studies in 2015. And she's taken roles in operas by Puccini, Donizetti and Mozart, amongst others. Anna has also dabbled in the crossover music world too, and hence her participation at the Moldovan final in 2022. Back to 2018 and the song that brought the then eight-year-old singer Amelie Uzun to attention on Romania's Got Talent, Italian classic O Sole Mio. with the song she performed on Romania's Got Talent in 2018. Amelia is in fact not from Romania, but Moldovan. And in fact, she's the talented daughter of Anna Chenkova, who we heard just before. Mother and daughter appeared together on Romania's Got Talent in 2018 and finished in fifth place. Since then, the mother and daughter duo have recorded together and also made a number of concert and festival appearances. And it's from one of these events that we take our cover of Denmark's 2013 Eurovision song. In May 2022, the couple appeared on an outdoor stage in the Moldovan capital with a live orchestra for a televised concert celebrating Europe Day. 
with what I think is in fact our first ever mother and daughter Eurovision cover. Here's Moldova's Anna Chernkova with her daughter Amelia Uzun and their live cover of Denmark's 2013 Eurovision winning song from Malmo, Only Teardrops. The sky is red tonight We're on the edge tonight No shooting star to guide us Life for a night Why tear each other apart? Please tell me why Why do we make it so hard? Look at us now We only got ourselves to blame It's such a shame Spotlight on Radio International. This week, 
Uh, we have only spotlights on the show today and it's our last show of the year and uh, we have invited all our friends to come on for about half an hour or so to chat with us on uh, uh, on some subject and today now we got Rusk joining us for the second part of this hour and hope you enjoyed last hour with David the birthday father cover spot and here comes our dear friend Mr. Ross Bennett from the United Kingdom Hello Hello JP and hello all the listeners. Uh, I hope you had a great Christmas JP and the listeners and uh, a happy new year to w when it comes around. We're in that funny little uh, bit between Christmas and New Year at the moment JP. I know everyone's forgotten what the day is and what the date is and whether they should be at work or not but uh, but JP we know it's a Wednesday because we're on we're on air uh, live with Radio International and I'm looking forward to doing a mini spotlight tonight and And uh, uh, yes, all, all good at my side, JP. Looking forward to hear what uh, songs you have selected and what is the, the subject, actually? Uh, maybe, uh, how did that come up, you, 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 what you picked? Well, funnily enough, JP, I was, uh, I, I was on the train, I had my earphones in and I heard one of the songs that I'm going to be playing tonight and I thought this, this is a perfect uh, way, inspiration for the spotlight. So my spotlight tonight, JP, we're going to listen to uh, songs with countries in their names. There's been a few over the years, but we're going to uh, listen or, or I've selected six of, uh, would I say six of the best? Probably a mixture, JP, of six songs with a country within the title of the song. Alrighty, we got 22 minutes left, so let's get into it. Thank you, JP. So there's not much to say about the first song. There wasn't really much uh, it, when I did my research. So we'll just crack on, JP. This song is from Portugal, 1977. It was by Os Amigos, which were a Portuguese band from the 70s. It got uh, 18 points, finished 14th. And the song, JP, which I'll allow you to play, or not allow you to play, <laughs> let you play, JP, is Portugal in the Heart. Thank you, boss. <laughs> 1977 Portugal Portugal foi a razão Porque um dia morreu Meu irmão Mas também é coração A bater nesta canção Não sei bem de quem eu nasci Não descobri nem pai nem mãe Só sei que já nasci aqui E foi aqui que eu fui alguém Portugal foi a razão Porque um dia morreu meu irmão Mas
How lovely there. Os amigos and Portugal. No Curaçao. And that one hit number 14 for Portugal at the Eurovision Song Contest in 1977. With us is Ross Bennett in the second hour, sec- second part of this first hour. And we continue with song titles of the Eurovision Song Contest with the titles of countries inside. So let's move on. Thank you very much. Much, JP. A lovely song there, as we say. So we're actually going to uh, review the song, which in my list tonight finished the highest of all the songs. It finished fourth with 107 points, and it was just the year after the Portuguese entry of 1977. It was the song from 1978 from Monaco, and it was by Colleen and Olivier Toussaint. And the song, JP, well, let's go wandering along the gardens of Monaco now with Le Jardin de Monaco. Oh, how lovely. And that's from... 1978. Monaco. La petite fille And it's fading out there. That is uh, Colleen and Olivier Toussaint and Les Jardins de Monaco. How nice it sounds there. Number four for Monaco at the Eurovision Song Contest of 1978 on our little Eurovision Spotlight in this hour. And it's with Ross. And we're going to go through Eurovision Song Titles with countries in them. Over to you, my friend. 
Thank you very much, JP. So we've had so far a Portuguese song with Portugal in the title, a Monegasque song with Monaco in the title, and now we're going to have a Yugoslav song, JP, with Brazil in the title. Of course, I'm talking about the opening song of the 1991 Eurovision Song Contest by an artist called Baby Doll. And as I say, the song's called Brazil. The song only got one point, JP. It didn't do very well at all. It got a solitary point from Malta and finished 21st overall. And funnily enough, it was the only, as I've said, the only song this evening that we're going to listen to where the uh, competing country representative isn't the country in the title. So, JP, let's go all Sambury and listen to Brazil from Baby Doll. <laughs> let's go and enjoy it. <laughs> 1991. And hope you're going to be dancing to it. Get ready for the New Year's Eve parties. It's Baby Doll, Brazil, and uh, I saw that there's also an English version of it called Control. But uh, Yugoslav's entry hit number 21 at the Eurovision Song Contest of 1991. And uh, and then soon after they broke up into their little countries, and uh, then we have Croatia and so on. Now over to Ross, who is continuing now, giving us another title of the Eurovision Song Contest with a country inside. 
Thank you very much, JP. So we're staying in the Balkans. Uh, I think Greece is classified as the Balkans anyway, JP. And uh, we're going to listen to one of those lovely early 90s entries from Greece. We're going to 1993. The song was by Katie Garby. It got 64 points and finished ninth overall. And the English translation of the song, JP, is Greece, Country of Light. Now, the singer herself, she's saying, uh, she's praising Greece and uh, saying about its great intellectual and cultural heritage. But she is actually criticized the country's inability to transform and develop and emphasizing a great need for change. So there you go, JP. I didn't know that myself. I don't know whether you knew it either. Nope. But this is the 1993 song and it's called Greece, Country of Light. 1993. Greece. Greece. Elada, which means Greece, and uh, Hora to Fotos, and that's by uh, Katerina Gabi, representing Greece, of course, at the Eurovision Song Contest 1993, coming uh, as high as number nine. Over to Ross. 
An excellent song there, JP. I have to say, one of uh, one of my favourites from that year. So we're whizzing forward uh, a good while, actually, JP, and we're listening to a song which I know gets everyone up on the dance floor when we're in the Euro Club. It's the Moldovan entry from uh, 2009 in Moscow, and it's by Nelly. And the song finished 14th with 69 points. Now Nelly herself, she's approaching 50 now, JP, and actually she tried once again to uh, uh, represent Moldova in 20. 12 unfortunately not getting through and i have to say if the law of averages is correct jp no doubt should be back representing moldova again because they <laughs> do have a lot of uh, multiple uh, multiple entrants but jp this is the 2009 song as i say it's got moldova in the title let's all dance to horror din moldova 2009 moldova All the seas, all the winds are dancing Hora, it's a dance you've never seen From a country called Moldova Shailaraila, she's all Shailaraila Duce doyul das de foca, lubiricio E hora di Moldova Cando iubești, te resuază Când o virtești, îți dă viață Toți cu foc, se avântăm șocă-i cu I see Ross jumping up and down in his uh, studio there in London town. Tonelli Siobanu and Oradin Moldova. They got number 14 at the Eurovision Song Contest in 2009. For Moldova, it was all in the Olympiski of Moscow. Ross, are you still there with us? I indeed, JP. Thank you. And uh, I was just about to say, JP, yes, jumping up and down for that song, but I won't try and recreate the final song of the night in my uh, in my apartment because I haven't got about a million euros worth of fireworks to do it with JP. <laughs> <laughs> of course the, uh, some listeners may have put two and two together. We're going to Dusseldorf and we're going to the uh, 
dodgy entry, I have to say. I Love Belarus by Anastasia. Now, like Moldova, it finished 14th, but actually it finished 14th in the semi-final and didn't qualify, only uh, 45 points. Now, JP, as I say, it was best remembered for the pyrotechnics. Uh, Anastasia herself in 2011, she won the Belarusian national final with a song called Born in Belarusia. But like most Belarus national finals, it was mild in controversy. They changed the song, they disqualified the song, they changed the song again, and in the end they went with I Love Belarus, a sort of iconic song for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I don't want to be remembered by nearly having my eyebrows singed off, even though I was at the back of the uh, back of the auditorium. Well, I'll leave you tonight, JP, with a song which connects the final one of the spotlight and wish everyone a happy new year. This is I Love Belarus. 2011. Belarus. Hey, thank you very much, Ross, and uh, have a happy new year for me as well. And we uh, see each other in the new year, in Eurovision year 20 and Malmö, that is. Uh, and uh, also for this hour, we leave you with Anastasia Vinikova, I love Belarus, number 14 in semi final two in 2011. Next hour, Dermot Manning is coming up with uh, a Eurovision songs sung in Europe's minority or small languages, and uh, Marcus will be showcasing. Udo Jürgens and I'll see you shortly thanks Ross bye bye Listening to JP on Radio International. Hold me 
And welcome back into the second hour this week on the final show of 2023 and where we unite all our colleagues to uh, have half an hour each with me together. And now it's the turn of Dermot Manning in Dublin in Ireland. Hello, Dermot. Welcome back to the show, man. Manning. Thank you very much. <laughs> happy Christmas to you and very happy New Year as well. I hope you had a lovely Christmas. Yeah, it, it was nice. You know, of course, you're getting a big belly when eating so much good stuff there. And now we're all getting ready after the New Year's uh, changeover to start dieting again. Isn't that the normal thing every year? Absolutely, JP. I guess 2024 is around the corner. But uh, but anyway, no, it was, I say, Christmas here in Ireland is a lovely time of the year. You know, it's a time when families come together and it's, it's obviously winter time here so people spend a lot of time you know in front of lovely fires and you know and as you said eating drinking far too much but it, it is particularly it's always in christmas in ireland it's a particularly nice time and this year was lovely 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 stuff there and of course we're doing this eurovision spotlight each half hour and uh, and now it's not the exile version but, but we just do do different ones and you picked a subject which i think we never done before at all on the show Tell us about it. I know. I just I say, trying to think of something. You know, I asked us to put our thinking caps on, and like over the years, I think I've done various things for you, JP. I think I did an hour of Monegasque magic one time. I remember yeah, yeah. various <laughs> other things. But I remember because obviously, I'm being from Ireland. Um, I, this is a country that isn't a monolingual country. Ireland, of course, has two languages. Uh, we obviously mostly speak English here, but officially, Irish is the first language of this country. Or we sing our national anthem in Irish. Our constitution is written in Irish. All our laws are published in both Irish and English. And it made me think that, you know, Ireland is that unique in that regard. Many countries in Europe actually also have second languages or minority languages. And over the years, many of those countries have entered songs for Eurovision in those languages. I thought it might be interesting maybe just to look at some of them tonight. And, you know, we don't often get to play them. So I just thought we'd have a look at it. I, I call this like, you know, half an hour of Europe's small languages. And I think it's appropriate, JP, we're going to start with one of Europe's smallest countries because we go to the tiny Grand Duchy of Luxembourg, not too far away from where you are there in the Netherlands. Luxembourg, of course, have a wonderful, wonderful record in the Eurovision Song Contest. They've won it five times, and they are returning, of course, uh, next year. And uh, They will be in Malmö for the first time since uh, 1993, uh, when I, I last saw the last Luxembourgeois entry on stage in Mill Street. So we're all looking forward to seeing uh, Luxembourg return in Malmö. But actually, Luxembourg, again, a lot of people mightn't realise, Luxembourg has its own little language. It's Luxembourgish, Luxembourgeois, whatever you want to say, how you want to call it. And over the years, Luxembourg has twice sent an entry to your own language. Most recently, in the 1992 contest, they sang the song Souvlai, do you remember that song? But um, back in 1960 in London, in the Royal Festival Hall of London, uh, they sent the song So Lang Ve Du Du Do Bast, 
which thankfully translates, and there is Google Translate, does do Luxembourgish, translates as long as you're there. And actually also, as well as singing in Luxembourgish, they actually sent one of the very few singers from Luxembourg itself to the contest, Camillo Jean-Nicolas Felgen. And uh, Camillo actually would represent Luxembourg twice. He would represent Min 60, but he also would uh, go to the contest in 1962 with the song Petit de Bonhomme, where we're going to listen to his Luxembourgish entry is from 1960 and it's simply called, I hear it again, So they do the bass. There's two do's there. Do, 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 bass. There you go. Let's go and listen to it, shall we? As we travel back into the times of the Eurovision Song Contest, we call it Gold. Radio International, Eurovision Gold with JP and Dermot. 1960. Luxembourg. was that Camillo Felgen the, the velvet voice from Luxembourg there 1960 hit number 13 with that piece of music sung in Luxembourgish called So Lang Vez Du Do Bast and uh, I tell you Camillo Felgen also was a, a, a presenter on Radio Luxembourg the German output doing the, the RTL hit parade on a Sunday afternoon I kept I was listening to it 
So nice. Over to, to Dermot back in Dublin there. I can also tell you, JP, he also uh, did a commentary at Eurovision for many years in um, for Luxembourg within the German language. And he also presented Je Son Frontière in Luxembourg as well. So we've got a lot of links with European television programs. I can also tell you, by the way, that song was written by Henri Mout and Jean Rodoré. Uh, JP, you speak German. So, I mean, to me, that sounds like a mixture between Dutch and German, like so long, du bast, you know, that's yeah, yeah, a yeah. German <laughs> long vowels. But it also sounded Germanic as well. I mean, did you understand it? Yes, yes, I, I can I can get, get it. Yes, yes, it's true. <laughs> okay, so German German speaking people can get that, can't they? They're, yes. Yeah, maybe, maybe the ones from Hamburg uh, more than the ones from Munich, because it's totally They're, different dis- a dialect thing. there, yeah. It is interesting, like, when you don't know a language and you're not familiar with it, so you try and listen to it. And it is interesting well, how other people pick them up as well, you know? Anyway, we move on. And one country in Europe that... Now, this is a song not necessarily in another minority language, but it's a country in Europe that actually has an awful lot of different dialects and very distinct and very particular dialects in its country. And I think it's basically, if you ever look at the geography of this particular country, you'd understand why. Because we're going to talk about Austria. Now, Austria, as we all know, is a very, very mountainous country with the Alps basically going right the way through it. And relatively, up until relatively recently, little, you know, communities in Austria would have been very isolated from each other because simply communications, roads or whatever. And because of its unique geography, a lot of these languages simply developed in their own little places around the country. So, for example, you have things like Styrian dialect in Styrian Austria. You have Vorarlberg. They have a dialect there. And the capital of Indiana has its own unique version. of These are all dialects of German, of course. And actually, over the years, Austria has entered uh, languages in its dialects a couple of times. We might remember George Nussbaumer in uh, Oslo, 1996, with Ville de Gustgaut, and that was in the Vorarlberg dialect. And we also remember Alpoye in Riga, and he sang in the Styrian dialect of Austria, of German. But we're going right the way back to the first time that Austria would enter a language in one of its dialects. And that was in the contest stage right here in Dublin, where I'm speaking to you from now. 1971 and we welcome back Austria after a two-year absence. They weren't in Madrid and they weren't in Amsterdam. So they returned to the contest and actually they're a late returner as well because they weren't even in the draw for the contest when it was made in Dublin for the 71 contest. Uh, only 17 countries were drawn out but Austria basically um, uh, decided to join late on and were added on and because they were added on late they were thrown in at the very beginning which of course then gives us that nice little bit of Eurovision trivia JP because what's the only Eurovision winner that was drawn to sing second in the contest? Uh, it was, of course, Monaco, because they were drawn second, but because Austria were added in late, it performed third. Which means that there is a song that was drawn second that has won the Eurovision Song Contest. So the curse of number two isn't, you know, quite as extreme. Anyway, who's singing for Austria? Well, we welcome Marianne Ment to Dublin. She sings a song very called Music which I know translates easily into English as music, written by Manuel Rigoni and Richard Schönherz. So, JP, again, you can tell me afterwards how intelligible Viennese German is to a normal German. So, as we listen to the Austrian entry, sung in Viennese German in Dublin, this is Marianne Menz with music. Eurovision's greatest hits. Every year you think it can't get any worse. With JP. And every year you're wrong. 1971 Austria 
shot Mohun bi let musik Oftvet fakat du istis Wow, what a piece of music this is. And that was out of... Uh, well, Dermot, I, I, you need to help me because my my screen just went bent off. And I, I know it was the Austrian entry from 1971, Marianne Ment. The song Musik, sang in Viennese. But what was the position? <laughs> my screen has just collapsed. <laughs> yeah. 16th out of 18, unfortunately, JP. She didn't do that well, uh, sadly. Um, yeah, 16th out of 18. Okay, thank you very much for that. And uh, um, uh, what for, for the listeners, I, I have always an iPad in front of me which has the the latest playlist on, and that's where they take uh, take the information from. But now it decided to do it by itself and just types over everything. <laughs> so uh, over to Dermot, who's the lifesaver here? Go ahead. Uh, I keep you. I keep you on the straight and narrow, JP. Don't worry. Anyway, from 1971 in Dublin, uh, of course, uh, Monaco won that Grand Prix uh, with Severine singing the lovely and glorious Umbancanabinru. But tragically, uh, the Grand, the Principality of Monaco were not in a position to stage the Eurovision Song Contest in 1972. And so it was that the United Kingdom took up the uh, the honour of hosting the contest. And we all went to Edinburgh in Scotland uh, to the Usher Hall for that contest. Uh, for the 17th Eurovision Song Contest. And this is the one and only year that my country, Ireland, sends an entry in what is officially, as I said at the beginning, the first language of this country. 
And the reason that we actually chose an entry in Irish <clears throat> to go to Edinburgh in 72 is it actually wasn't that un- un- unsurprising because that particular year in our national final, uh, there were 10 entries. Five of them were sung in Irish. So the chances of a uh, song in Irish coming through were very strong. In addition, the uh, singer that actually won through for Ireland, uh, Sandy Jones, was very well known. We had these things called show bands here in Ireland that were very popular in the 50s and 60s. And an awful lot of our singers like Dickie Rock and Butch Moore all came through the show band scene, as did Sandy Jones. Uh, her song was written by Joe Burkett and Liam McWishing, and it's simply called Kill on Graw, which translates very nicely as the music of love. And this is the entry we sent to Edinburgh, Scotland, to represent Ireland in 1972. <laughs> Sandy Jones and uh, 
Keol Agra, Angra, I think that uh, maybe is uh, the way to say it. Sang in Irish, and that's the Irish entry out of 1972, and hit number 15. But I'm, I'm sure that my dear Irish colleague Dermot can pronounce the, the song title much better than I can. <coughs> so what was it? I got to tell the listeners actually I love I love Wikipedia it tells you fabulous things uh, Irish <clears throat> is a Goidelic language of the Insular Celtic branch of the Celtic language family which is a part of the Indo-European language family there you go so in case you people are wondering where the Irish language is it's interesting Irish and I will talk about other Celtic languages in a moment but Irish uh, there's two very distinct branches of the Celtic languages there's the version of, of the language spoken in Ireland and also in Scotland Scotland, and we actually understand each other quite uh, quite well. But then there's another version of the Celtic languages spoken in likes of Wales and Cornwall and the Isle of Man and Brittany and don't even start. <laughs> They're completely different. But anyway, that was the Irish, a nice song. I don't think that song stands up well. Uh, the one and only entry we've ever sent to the Eurovision Song Contest in Irish, or as we say in Irish, Osgoelga. So now we move on to a country that actually has four official languages. Not many in Europe actually have four official languages. Uh, a lot of them have like one or two and then a lot of dialects like Austria and, other, and even like Italy and even Germany. But this is a country that has four official first languages. It has French, it has German, it has Italian, and its fourth little language is Romance. Of course, we're talking about Switzerland. And once and only, one and only time, Switzerland has entered a, a song to the Eurovision Song Contest in its own language, in Romance. And of course, where better to send a song in Romance than to Switzerland itself, because this was the home entry in Lausanne in 1989. Now, who's singing the song? It's for the Baz and for the Baz are Marie-Louise Vert, Joseph Quinter, Ursine Defun, and Jean Defuns. I must say they're related. And entry it was third time lucky for uh, for Baz because they oh, they tried to in 1987 to represent Switzerland with the song Da Cumbinha, which came third. He came second in 1988 behind Celine Dion. This is the runner-up to Celine with the song Sentiment. But it was finally third time lucky and they went from third to second to first in 1989 when uh, the song Viva Senza Te, which sounds, means to live without you, which certainly has a very Italian sound to it, uh, won through to represent Switzerland in Lausanne. It was written by Marie-Louise Berth herself and she uh, sang it basically accompanied by the lads and she uh, accompanied herself on piano on stage. This is one of the better of the minority language songs, I think. I always like this. It's Viva Santa Te, the Swiss entry in Romanche in Lausanne in 1989. Switzerland. Chance, drove any louder and chance 
Beautiful stuff there, and uh, that is uh, coming out of Switzerland. 1989. For Bass and Viver Senza Te, and that was sung in Romansh, one of the four Swiss uh, languages there. Number 13 at the Eurovision Song Contest in 89, representing, of course, Switzerland. And Dermot, more, one more song, two more songs, in fact. Go for it. Yeah. And we're going to actually stay in the same country for our last two songs and a country that actually has really only one official language, but any number of sort of official regional languages. And for this, I mean, we're talking about France and France. I mean, obviously, French is the main language of France. But in France, you could have Breton, Corsican, Ligurian, Occitan, as well as languages like from their overseas territories, like Creole from the Caribbean and others. And actually, over the years, uh, France has actually um, France has entered a number of entries to the Eurovision in those different languages, and so um, so we're going to look at two of them uh, before we finish. And the first is the entry they sent to Oslo in 1996. It is the one of the first of two entries France has entered in Breton. And the first of them is simply called Diwanet Bugale, which I finally found out. It took me a while to find the translation. It means flourish children or children will be born, basically. It's interesting for me because I told you at the beginning when we listened to the Sam Jones song, Kyolangra, that Brett are those are Celtic languages aren't that understandable. But interestingly, Bugale is the Breton for children, and Bochel is the Irish for children, Irish for boys. So there's a similarity in the wording there. Uh, this is kind of a Celtic supergroup because, as well as Donna Brassi, had the likes of uh, Karen Matheson, who's from Scotland, and Elaine Morgan on stage with them, and she's Welsh. And the Irish conductor, Fiacre Trench, was the conductor for them in Oslo. So this is the French entry sung in Breton. It's Donna Brass with L'Etage des Celt and Diwanet Bugale. 
beautiful it is, is this piece of music and it's uh, Divane Tugale from uh, France in 1996 representing uh, at the Eurovision Song Contest was Dan Albrecht's L'Héritage des Celtes number 11 and Dermot must have been feeling really being at home <laughs> hearing that kind, these kind of notes there uh, final song on the way my friend Thank you, Jamie. Yeah, it is lovely. It's certainly a very, very strong Irish sound for that one. Uh, but we're going to finish, I'd say, with another French entry, but sung in another language, another one of the, offic- uh, sort of the official regional languages of France. In 1993, we all remember Patrick Fiore went to Mill Street in County Cork and sang, oh, I love Mama Corsica. But it's actually sung in both French. And the, the, the verses are in French and the chorus is in Corsican. But in 2011, they went one better and they sang the whole language in Corsican. Who's singing it? It is Amory Vasily Chata. Now, JB, I do a lot of research for these shows and I would have literally bet my house that uh, Amory Vasily was actually from Corsica. But no, he's actually from Rouen in France. Ooh. He's not Corsican at all. <laughs> I have no idea why he actually entered a song singing in Corsica. He must have some family connection to the place, is my only guess. Uh, Amory Vasily as I said, he was sang in Düsseldorf in 2011. This was the red hot favourite going into that contest. Everyone said it's going to walk it and there'll be no nobody even to touch it. Sadly, a sort of nervy, you know, very sort of hesitant performance in Dusseldorf meant that this song didn't do as well as expected. But it's still a very, very nice song. It's called Sonu. It's the Corsican word for dream. And this was the French entry sung in Corsican in Dusseldorf in 2011. Well, Dermot, thank you very much. Let's say goodbye as well now at this point and a happy new year to you. Have a good changeover of the uh, years and uh, and I'll see you next year with lots more good stuff to come. 52 weeks. Okay. I look forward to JP. Just before I finish, I have to tell you that uh, if you wonder whatever happened to Amory Vasily, he ended up participating on the French version of Mass Singer and he won as a turtle. So there Ooh. you go. This life <laughs> Thank you, Dermot. Happy new year to you. Bye-bye. Happy new- 2011. France. Amory Vasily and Sonu from uh, France, number 15 and signed Corsican. And that was back in 2011 in Dusseldorf's Esprit Arena. Now let's get, get ready for the Eurovision Law Trip to come on. Marcus Keppel Palmer is next. The Eurovision Spotlight on Radio International. This week... 
We're welcoming back the Eurovision Lordship Marcus Kebel Palmer for the final time in 2023. And of course, you're hoping to have his voice and his laughter and his Lordship coming back in 2024. Big thanks to Dermot Manning in the last hour, who's been taking a look at uh, some songs from the Eurovision Minority Languages at the contest. But uh, here now is the Eurovision Lordship Marcus. Welcome back. Oh. That's great, thank you. <laughs> and a very merry, uh, belated merry Christmas to you, JP. How are you? Very good, thank you very much. And also to you, I hope you had a, a, a few nice festive days. Uh, well, I had one or, one or two days, yes, definitely <laughs> like that. And, and a belated merry Christmas to everyone out there in Radio International land. It's very, very good to uh, to be with you and to look at that. I should have said something in minority languages, but sorry about that, Dermot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Uh, JP, I know you and I are big Schlager fans. We en- we enjoy yep. Schlager music from the from the decades of great Schlager hits. And uh, when I lived in Germany, I was a big Schlager fan. And nothing better than going to Schlager party nights in Cologne. Uh, <laughs> one of the great things there. So I'm focusing in on uh, Udo Jürgens. He uh, had three entries into Eurovision, but we're going to play some of his great Schlager hits. And JP, if you don't mind. In light of this time of year, let's raise a glass of Greek wine, or as Judo Jürgens' big hit said, Greekish of wine. 1974. Es war schon dunkel, als ich durch Vorstadtstraßen heimwärts ging. Da war ein Wirtshaus, aus dem das Licht noch auf den Gehsteig schien. Ich hatte Zeit und mir war kalt, drum trat ich ein. Da saßen Männer mit braunen Augen und mit schwarzem Haar. Aus der Jukebox erklang Musik, die fremd und südlich war. Als man mich sah, stand einer auf und lud mich ein. Dass ich immer träume von daheim, du musst verzeihen. Griechischer Wein und die altvertrauten Lieder schenk noch mal ein. Denn ich fühle die Sehnsucht wieder in dieser Stadt, werde ich immer nur ein Fremder sein. Und dann erzählten sie mir von grünen Hügeln, Meer und Wind. Von alten Häusern und jungen Frauen, die alleine sind. Und von dem Kind, das seinen Vater noch nie sah. Sie 
sagten sich immer wieder, irgendwann geht es zurück. Und das Ersparte genügt zu Hause für ein kleines Glück. Und bald denkt keiner mehr daran, wie es hier war. Dass ich immer träume von daheim, du musst verzeihen. Griechischer Wein und die altvertrauten Lieder schenk noch mal ein, denn ich fühle die Sehnsucht wieder in dieser Stadt. Werde ich immer nur ein Fremder sein. Udo Jürgens, Griechischer Wein, The Greek Wine, 1974, when that one was released, and it hit number one in Germany and Switzerland, and number two in Austria. Well, he won the Eurovision Song Contest back in 1966, to that it'd be coming a bit later on, but uh, uh, it just reminded me that we had, uh, just before Christmas, on the second Advent weekend, on a Saturday, uh, a heart for children. Like I think it's like this uh, charity show that you have in the UK as well, Marcus. Yeah. And, children uh, in Need. Children in one, Need, yes. that's it. And uh, yeah. uh, the German version, they had actually raised 21 million euros within three hours by people giving money to, to various uh, children charities around the world as well. So, oh, fantastic. And and on that show, they had actually Vicky Leandro singing her Eurovision winning song and uh, one of the other German uh, hits she had. Ich liebe das Leben. Fantastic. And what they did is they played, they started off the, the, the performance of her in, in 1972 and then faded in the... Uh, Uh, her looking now, which fun was oh. fantastic, and yeah, she is one of the artists we still have to to get in front of the microphone at some stage before she stops singing. Well, hopefully, very soon, very soon, indeed. But um, yes, I mean, I, I was, I loved when I when I was in Cologne, going to the regular Schlager parties in Runeburg, which was uh, one of the clubs off the off the ring there, and. They, you know, all of the great, uh, great Schlager songs would come out, and uh, Udo Jürgens was, of course, not missing. And so, uh, I have to say, I have a, I have a very great love of Udo Jürgens' song. Interesting that you talked about '66 when he won. Um, just before we get on to that one, shall we have one of his songs about '66? Uh, this <laughs> yes. is, this is one, this is one about being 66 years old. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Let's go and uh, let's do this with 66 years which is actually from 1977 <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> ihr werdet euch noch wundern wenn ich erst rentner bin sobald der stress vorbei ist dann lang ich nämlich hin Ich äußerst lässig, das Haar, das mir noch blieb. Ich ziehe meinen Bauch ein und mach auf heißer Typ. Und sehen mich die 
die Leute entrüstet an und streng. Dann sag ich meine Lieben, ihr seht das viel zu eng. Mit 66 Jahren, da fängt das Leben an. Mit 66 Jahren, da hat man Spaß daran. Mit 66 Jahren, da kommt man erst in Schuss. Mit 66 ist noch lang noch nicht Schluss. Ich kauf mir ein Motorrad und einen Lederdress und fege durch die Gegend mit 110 PS. Ich sing im Stadtpark Lieder, dass jeder nur so staunt und spiel dazu Gitarre mit einem irren Sound. Und mit den anderen Kumpels vom Pensionärsverein, da mach ich eine Band auf und wir jatzen ungemein. Mit 66 Jahren, da fängt das Leben an. Mit 66 Jahren, da hat man Spaß daran. Mit 66 Jahren, da kommt man erst in Schuss. Mit 66 ist noch lang noch nicht Schluss. Lang noch nicht Schluss. Und abends mache ich mich mit Oma auf den Weg. Dann gehen wir nämlich rocken in eine Diskothek. Oh, oh, oh. Im Sommer wind ich Blumen um meine Denkerstirn und tremp nach San Francisco, mein Räumer auskurieren. Oh, oh. Und voller Stolz verkündet mein Enkel Waldemar, der ausgeflippte Alte, das ist mein Opa Mit 66 Jahren, da fängt das Leben an. Mit 66 Jahren, da hat man Spaß daran. Mit 66 Jahren, da kommt man erst in Schuss. Mit 66 ist noch lang noch nicht Schluss. Mit 66 Jahren, da fängt das Leben an. Mit 66 Jahren, da hat man Spaß daran. Mit 66 Jahren, da kommt man erst in Schuss. Mit 66 Jahren ist lange noch nicht Schluss. Mit 66 Jahren. It's Udo Jorgens and. Uh Sadly, he passed away at the age of 80, but he still, still was actually on stage and then he went for jogging. I, I can't remember when it was, about five, six years ago he passed away. But this was a number 23 sound in the German charts back in 1977, uh, mid-66 Jahren. And over to Marcus now, our Eurovision Lordship. Well, in fact, believe it or not, it was nine years ago uh, in December of 2014 mm. that uh, Udo died in Switzerland. He was born in Klagenfurt in, in Austria in September 1934. And his first name was, in fact, Jürgen, Jürgen Udo Bochelmann. Uh, he was, uh, but then his stage name became uh, Udo Jürgens. And uh, actually, his first stage name was Udo Bolen, uh, believe it or not. So uh, there you go. Anyway, um, obviously, from a Eurovision fan's point of view, uh, most people will remember him for representing Austria three years in a row, 64, 65, 66. Uh, the... And the thing was, in 64, Matt Munro was in the competition as well. And Matt Munro loved Udo Jürgens' songs and, in fact, uh, got Don Black, his manager, to write English lyrics to them and had big hits uh, in this country as well. So, um, so there we go. Warum nur 
Varum was in 64, and uh, in 65 was Zagia Ichlasi Grusen, which came in fourth place. Uh, so sixth um, in 64, fourth in 65. There was no doubt who was going to win in 66 in Luxembourg. So shall we hear Merci Cherie, the winning song from Udo Jürgens? Austria. 1966 Merci, chérie, sei nicht traurig, muss ich auch von dir gehen. Adieu, 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 deine Tränen tun weh, so weh. So weh, unser Traum fliegt dahin, dahin. Merci, Cherie, weine nicht, auch das hat so seinen Sinn. Schau nach vorn, nicht zurück. Zwingen kann man kein Glück, denn kein Meer ist so wild wie die Liebe. Liebe Merci, merci für die Stunden, chérie, chérie, chérie. Unsere Liebe war schön, so schön. Merci, chérie, so schön, so schön. Merci, chérie, so schön, so schön. Beautiful piece of music there. The winning song of the Eurovision Song Contest 1966 in the little concert hall of RTL, which is now the Ministry of Health of Luxembourg City. And that's where the Eurovision Song Contest took place. Austria won it with Udo Jürgens, Merci Cherie. The song itself got to number four in Germany only. I thought it was number one. Austria, it did only number two. It did never got to num get to number one there. 
Well, but it was actually in a film, because uh, uh, in 1966, Udo um, acted in and wrote the music for a film called Zibzenia Blondes Haar, which was an Italian, um, well, it was an Italian-German film set, believe it or not, in uh, the Cavern Club in Liverpool. Oh! And, and Udo played a character called Udo, and Ricky <laughs> Shane was the lead character in, in, in there. Ricky Shane, you remember Ricky? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, I thought, you know, who, who knew that uh, a Eurovision winning song would immediately be in a film? Uh, but <laughs> there you go. So, uh, JP, if you don't mind, uh, because I love it, it's a bit, it's a good upbeat one. Um, and it reminds me of you. Sibsenya Blondes Haar. <laughs> Let's have it. 1965 Ein Tag wie jeder Ich träum von Liebe Doch eben nur ein Traum Menschen, wohin ich schau, Großstadt getrieben und auf einmal sah ich sie, sie, siebzehn Jahre blandes Haar, so stand sie vor mir, siebzehn Jahre blondes Haar, wie find ich zu ihr? Angelacht und war vorüber, da war's um mich geschehen. Oh, oh, oh. Menschen, wohin ich schau, Großstadt getrieben und überall such ich sie. My blonde hair there now. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, Udo Jürgens and Zipzen Jahr Blondes Haar. 17 years blonde hair. A hit from 1975 he had just before he went to the Eurovision Song Contest. That song actually hit number four in Germany and number six in his home country, Austria. Over to Marcus. Well, um, I mean, Udo Jürgens, what can I say about uh, the man? I mean, he's had he had 60 years worth of career and hits. Uh, he was in films. He won awards galore. I mean, the Silver Lion, the Golden Europa, the Bambi, the Amadeus Awards. I mean, there wasn't a single award, I think, that he, he didn't win. And, of course, one of his big hits was uh, in connection with the German uh, football team when they went to Argentina in uh, 19. 
1978. Uh, that was uh, there. I mean, and as I say, you go to any of the Schlager parties and you're guaranteed to hear uh, Udo Jürgen's songs uh, all over the place. Um, I must admit, I had a very, very lovely time in, um, I think it was 2007 when I went to Hamburg for a long time. Um, and the, the the main reason for it was to go to see the musical, the sort of jukebox musical based on his songs called Ich war noch niemals in New York, which was a, a fantastic show in the old Operettenhaus there in Hamburg. I don't know if it transferred to anywhere else, but it was a it was a very good thing. And also he wrote books uh, as well, um, Der Mann mit dem Fagot, which was a uh, a story uh, or or biography or an autobiography. It's difficult to say about the uh, Udo Jürgens and the Buckelmann family over the years from, uh, well, the late 19th century through to the uh, end of the 20th century. And there was a TV show on, on that. So, you know, I think I think of all the Schlager uh, artists, uh, Udo Jürgens must be up there as, as very much number one, J- JP. I don't know if you agree with me. Oh, definitely, definitely. He is, a, is a, an artist that we should never forget and we will never forget because his music is part of our life, our culture as well. Ah, uh, good. Well, before we before we leave, JP, and I think you've given away what we're going to play next, haven't you? Um, there, I just uh, wish a big ice cream float to everyone uh, for the new year and have a good rutch with everybody. And uh, and I will see you for the uh, for the next uh, next Eurovision season. I think uh, in the new year when it will be 2024. Indeed. And, uh, wow. And. JP, I hope that you will be bringing me a nice big ice cream float, but I'd like some cream on it, please. Oh, aber bitte mit Sahne. This is Udo Jürgens. Hey, have also a good rutsch. <laughs> like the... Thank you. <laughs> a good slide into the new year, that means. And uh, uh, thanks very much for all the, the work you're putting into the show as well. And uh, see you next year. Well, until then, we will both be 17 with blonde hair. Exactly. Aber bitte mit Sahne Und das Ende vom Lied hat wohl jeder geahnt Der Tod hat drei um sie dort abgesahnt Die Hinterbliebenen fanden vor Schmerz keine Worte Mit Sacher und Linzer und Marzipantorte Hielt als letzte Liliane getreu noch zur Fahne Aber bitte mit Sahne War es schließlich vorbei oh, oh. Sie kippte vom Stuhl in der Konditorei 
Dem Sarg gab statt Kränzen verzuckerte Torten und der Pfarrer begrub sie mit rührenden Worten. Dass der Herrgott den Weg in den Himmel ihr bahne. Aber bitte mit Sahne. Ein bisschen Kaffee. Noch ein kleines bisschen. Oder soll es vielleicht doch ein Keks sein? Feel the power. Broadcasting across the globe. This is Radio International. Congratulations and celebrations. We're Buck Fizz. And With you're listening to JP on Radio International. Hi, this is Johnny Logan, and you're listening to JP on Radio International. Hi, this is Katrina, and you're listening to JP on Radio International. And welcome back to our third hour today. The last show in 2023. The Eurovision Spotlight on Radio International. This week... It's everybody there. It's Chris Poppy next now. And we showcased already Udo Jürgens in the uh, last hour. Now in this hour, we have the big pleasure to welcome back Chris Poppy, who's taking a look at the music and the life of Lindsay DePaul, who went together with Mike Moran to the Eurovision Song Contest, representing the United Kingdom. And here comes our man, Chris Poppy. Welcome back, Chris. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, JP. Hi again. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? <coughs> yes, it's it's great, isn't it? Yes, I've got um half an hour of half an hour of pure Lindsay. Oh, <laughs> lovely, lovely. Yeah, and of course, there's, there's only time for like like six songs or so. Uh, but she did a lot more than that. She and did. She did so much, and that's, that that was a real challenge in putting this together, trying to work out not what to put in but what to take out. <laughs> Honestly, it was really really hard. <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, we can do uh, we can do a second yeah. part in the future. Then uh, we can have well, it again. Well, why not? Course. We can fill we can fill in some of the gaps. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah. Then, how how was Christmas for you? Brilliant, wonderful. Thank you. Yes, um, very relaxing. Uh, far too much to eat and drink as per <laughs> usual. Um, <laughs> and and who can believe it's almost twenty twenty four? It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's it's uh, time flies when you're having fun, and we we're not bored at all. We have the lovely Eurovision Song Contest. The national final season has begun, and uh, we're so busy in the dull days of winter. 
Mm, yes, but that's just around the corner. Us uh, previewing all the all the national final songs, so that's exactly, something to look forward to. Exactly. But now let's do Lindsay the Paul. The floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, Lindsay. Yeah, well, actually, I know I, I, she was for decades was my musical heroine. To be honest, um, I, I I really can't stress too much just how significant she was for me. It's this, this is a bit of a personal rec- rec- recollection, if you don't mind. Uh, but my dad died in 1972 on New Year's Day, actually, um, and I was just 11. Um, and of course, such an event like that obviously did have a really big influence on me now i'd always been interested in pop music ever since i was a tiny toddler and in fact the first word of any length that i could write when i was when i was growing up was beatles <laughs> but um but when my dad died my kind of interest in music also died and it wasn't until several months later when i heard on somebody else's car radio because i never used to listen to the radio myself um this piece of music that i thought might just be the thing that could get me back into liking music. It was really strong, confident chords on the piano, and it fired me up again. And those introductory chords were the start not only of Lindsay DePaul's first single, but of also a lifelong appreciation for everything she did for me. Mm-hmm. So let's hear not only those opening chords, but the whole of the song. It's Lindsay DePaul's first single, Sugar Me. 1972 One for you, and one for me Looking sweet at all the while Hid behind the smile was saccharine I'm a go-between Thank you. 
Bennett, Linda DePaul and Sugar May. And she represented together with Mike Moran the uh, United Kingdom at the Eurovision Song Contest in 1977. But this song is out of 1972. And uh, let's move over once more to Chris. Of course, he put that uh, segment together. And it's the music in the life of Linda DePaul. Over to you, my friend. Mm, yes, that's Sugar Me. And of course, when she appeared on Top of the Pops um, to sing it the first time, and I discovered how stunningly beautiful she was. Well, I'm afraid the 12-year-old me that rather flipped his lid, really. I was besotted with her. Anyway, let's park <laughs> that for a moment. <laughs> and I'll give you a few facts. Um, she was born on the 11th of June, 1948, which is a fact that most of us only discovered after she had died, because she had always said she was born in 1950. Uh, yes, yeah, she took the woman's privilege of uh, lying about her age. So when, when I thought she was 22, she was in fact 24, uh, Naughty Lindsay. Her real name was uh, Lindsay Rubin. She was born in London. She studied classical music with a tutor from the Royal College of Music, but she actually went to Hornsey Art College. Um, she was a really gifted designer. And in fact, the inside sleeves of her first album, Surprise, are full of her cartoons and illustrations. Um, but at the age of 18, she was also contracted to ATV Kirchner Music, where she met two guys with whom she co-wrote many songs, Ron Roker and Barry Green. Uh, with a change of colour, Barry Green became better known as Barry Blue. Um, many, of his, many of his hits were songs that he had co-written with Lindsay. Uh, but before Sugar Me was released, she had actually already co-written a top 10 record with Ron Roker for the Fortunes, Storm in a Teacup. Um, and Lindsay recorded her version of that hit and issued it as the B-side of the Sugar Me single, um, and it's another Lindsay classic. So let's hear that now. Here's Lindsay DePaul singing her own co-composition, Storm in a Teapot. Te Storm in a Teacup, not a teapot. <laughs> teacup. <laughs> 1972.
what a nice title, Storm in the Teacup. <laughs> 1972, it's Mm, yes, that's the story. Yes, Tomlin Teacup. Many memorable songs were to follow. Um, Getting a Drag, All Night, um, Won't Somebody Dance With Me, for which she won the Ivor Novella Award for the Best Ballad or Romantic Song of the Year. She was the first woman ever to win a Novella Award. Um, Ooh, I Do came next, um, having engaged a new manager in the form of Don Arden. Um, and then her next big single success was with a, a TV theme. Uh, Lindsay actually wrote many TV themes over the years, including The Rag Trade, um, a new theme for The Golden Shot, uh, and Pilger, uh, a political documentary series. But none of these had the vitality and sheer joy of the song that was the first single on Don Arden's new label, Jet Records, and that was No Honestly. Now, this was a comedy show starring John Alderton and Pauline Collins, uh, and Lindsay's upbeat theme was its perfect introduction, reaching number seven in the UK charts and still amazing to listen to. Here's No Honestly. And it's on the way. There we go.
It's No Honesty. Avec pas No Honestly, this is Adolf. 1974. Lindsay DePaul, lovely music there is, and uh, yeah, he was a big fan of hers there. And it's Chris Poppy who's with us, showcasing the music and the life of Lindsay DePaul. Over to you, Chris. Mm, yeah, so this song um, also won her an Ivan Novello Award uh, for the best TV, radio or film theme. And uh, her next album, Taste Me, Don't Waste Me, that revealed a considerable change of style. Uh, out went the stomping chords of the likes of Sugar Me, and in came wistful kind of laid-back jazz melodies like My Man and Me, the sultry When I'm Alone With You, the gently provocative title track, Taste Me, um, a fallout with her management and a never-ending legal case regarding the copyright of her early recordings led to several of her songs having to be re-recorded. Um, and you know, re-recordings are never quite as magnificent as the original version, and that is a true shame. My favourite song on the Taste Me album is probably Let's Boogie, um, a cute, maybe not so innocent song <laughs> that might be about wanting to dance, but then again, it, it might be about wanting to do something else. Um, so we've got Let's Boogie lined up next. I think this is a, a live recording from a TV show, isn't it, JP? Uh, yes, it is. That's the only only thing that we could actually get hold of. And mm. uh, so let's go and listen. I don't know which TV program uh, that was from, but uh, it's, it's good quality. Good enough. Let's listen to it. And uh, once more, we take you to... 1974 I used to read it in my paperback books I had imagination but not the looks I never knew what I had missed but they never
And an abrupt finish there. Thank you very much. There you got Linda De Paul and Let's Boogie right here on Radio International in the uh, segment uh, showcasing the music and the life of Lindsay De Paul. Over to Chris Poppy. Mm, yes, and of course, as you said, as you said um, earlier, JP, we we're here because of Eurovision, of course. Um, and in 1977, she represented the UK alongside Mike Moran with a song written by the pair of them called "Rock Bottom." Um, in many respects, it's typical light-hearted Lindsay is with a lively rhythm, a bit of pub piano, a uh, very catchy chorus, um, and it came second in London uh, in in a very strong field with a number of songs that we look back on today as 1970s Eurovision classics in that contest. She scored 121 points, which was 15 points behind Mary Miriam's Rosway in L'Enfant, uh, but the song did receive six lots of douze a from Monaco, Luxembourg, Austria, Portugal, Belgium and France, whereas in fact France, who, who won, actually only got three lots of deuce for one. So there you go. But it wasn't to be for Lindsay to Mike on the night, but we can still play it now. So this is the UK entry for 1977 uh, Rock Bottom and in a cunning twist, I think we have it in a different language. Yes, I, I came across because I did remember that song watching the ZDF hit parade and they popped up there with that song called Für Immer. Which actually is the German version of the UK Eurovision entry uh, out of 1977. The United Kingdom. Es ist aus. Für immer.
bei uns ja nicht neu. Es ist aus. It's for Emma or Rock Bottom, the UK's entry to the Eurovision Song Contest, the runner-up of the 1977 uh, Eurovision Song Contest, won by France, Marie Miriam, L'Oiseau et L'Enfant, but the UK came second to it. And Chris is with us, and the final song of Lindsay de Paul as well. What have you got for mm. us? Yes, that's right. So just looking back there, she's about about Lindsay, yeah, she is the wonderful Lindsay Paul. Died way too young in October 2014 at just the age of, the age of just 66. Uh, a brilliant songwriter and performer, director and trustee of the Performing Rights Society, animal welfare champion, campaigner for women's rights and self-defense training, friend of Spike Milligan, who famously called her Looney the Small, <laughs> uh, and so much more. Uh, she never married. But nor did she ever bring home a dull boyfriend. She was romantically linked to Dudley Moore, George Best, Roy Wood, Ringo Starr, James Coburn, Dodie Fayed, Bernie Taupin, Sean Connery, David Frost, and others. <laughs> and uh, if you ask me what my favorite Lindsay song is, it's actually a track from her first album called Water. And I'd like to play out with that one now. And I hope you enjoyed this look back at her life and career. We missed out so much stuff. Maybe there, maybe there is a scope for another show, uh, JP. But um, in the meantime, I'll see you again in the new year with some national finals. And definitely. And uh, we wish you also, with to you and Pam, your better half, uh, all the happy new year wishes uh, and uh, stay healthy and enjoy life to the fullest. Thank you very much. And to you too, JP, and to everybody. Now it's Linda DePaul, Water, and that's out of... 1972. Coming up next in the, is uh, Javier Leal, and uh, he's celebrating 25 years Radio International, so he picked uh, Eurovision songs that started off on position number 25. <laughs>
Eurovision Spotlight on Radio International. This week... Javier Leal is going to return to the airwaves of Radio International. Well, he has actually been there every week doing the Eurovision calendar for us. And uh, I would like also to say a big thanks to the last hour uh, showcasing Linda de Paul was Chris Poppy, as well as we had uh, a showcase of Udo Jürgens with Marcus Keppel-Palmer. But now celebrating 25 years of Radio International is our dear friend uh, and colleague from uh, Montreal in Canada, it is Javier Leal. Hello, Javier. Welcome back to the Airwaves. Thank you very much, JP. I'm so glad to be back here. And uh, of course, I'm more than ready to celebrate these 25 years of Radio International, 11 years for me, uh, also last month in November, um, by honoring those songs that were performed on the 25th place in the running order of the final of the Eurovision Song Contest. Now, it's really important to remember that Eurovision, as of uh, 2023, that's when it got the biggest, with 26 songs in the grand final. And of course, that's when, and in 2004, the semi-final, well, the, the sole semi-final was uh, introduced after so many years of having only one show. And then, you know, we had the second semi-final introduced in 2008. That means 15 years uh, this year. Now, um, I made a list of uh, six songs, my favorite uh, six favorite 25th uh, running order places uh, throughout the Eurovision history, beginning with uh, 2016, when the Eurovision Song Contest was held in Stockholm, Sweden, uh, representing the United Kingdom. Here's Jay and Joke with Hey guys, this is Joe and Jake from the UK. You're listening to Radio International with JP, and this is our song, You're Not Alone. Enjoy. The United Kingdom. 2016 Heartbeat When you're not around It's beating slow And it's something that I've never known Oh, oh. I'll be I'll be the answer you've been waiting for I'll be the truth that you've been Oh, oh, 
Joe and Jake and uh, the song is entitled uh, Your Mother Alone which was a UK's entry at the Eurovision Song Contest in 2016 out of Stockholm's Globe and Arena or Ericsson Globe hitting number 25 but starting from position number 25 to commemorating the 25 year anniversary of Radio International being on air and that's a courtesy and uh, thanks very much to Javier Leal for the, the brilliant idea and over to him right now for the next piece of music. Thank you very much JP and of course uh, yeah, you're not alone we're in this together celebrating these 25 years and i'm really grateful to be part of the show even if it's just for a few minutes every week but you know that's a lot for me so thanks again and uh, of course i'm uh, moving on to my um you know fifth favorite uh well that'll be uh the five out of six are favorite so this is the song that never really was my favorite until it was performed in the grand final and it got a really, really good place. So I'm talking about in 2015, when Russia was represented by Polina Kagarina and the song A Million Voices. And to me, it was that year's winner, one of the year's winners. But you know, that's how it is. So here we go, Polina Kagarina. Hello, this is Polina Gagarina from Russia. You're listening to Radio International with JP. And this is my song, A Million Voices. Enjoy. Russia, number five. The world's people Different yet we're the same We believe We believe In a dream Praying for peace and healing I hope we can start again We believe We believe In a dream So if you ever feel the love is fading Together like the stars in the sky We can see, we can shine When you hear voices go You won't be lonely anymore A million voices Your heart is like a beating drum Burning brighter than the sun Oh, a million voices Now as the world 
What a powerful piece of music that it's it is uh, Javier's number five. Number six, favorite song that uh, started from position number 25. And uh was joined Drake number six, number five, Paulina Gagarina from Russia, got coming second at the Eurovision Song Contest in 2015 with a million voices. Over to uh, Javier for his next piece of music. Right, JP, thank you very much. And uh, we're moving back three years before, back in 2012, one of my favorite Eurovision editions ever, when uh, Ukraine uh, was represented by Guy Tano with the song Be My Guest. This is an absolute banger and it needs to be played as often as possible. See, here we go, uh, back in 2012 from Baku, Ukraine, represented by Guy Tano and Be My Guest. Ukraine. 2012 Number 4 
Wow, Gaetana, be my guest. Javier's number four. Favorite song that kicked off from number 25 at the Eurovision Song Contest and it ended up number 16 after the voting, the Ukraine's entry in 2012. Over to you, my friend, in Montreal in Canada. Sorry, JP. So here in Montreal, as uh, as well as where you are right now, it's the winter, so it's really cold. It can be kind of gloomy for some people. But now we're going to heat it up a little bit when back in 2018, Queen Eleni Fureira brought the fire she could all the way from Cyprus, representing this country with a song Fuego. Are you ready to really feel the Fuego? Oh yes, let's go and have it. 2018. Cyprus. Number three. Take a dive into my eyes. Yeah, the eyes of the lioness. Feel the power. They mm. A little look, a little touch You know the power of silence Yeah, keep it up, keep it up I was looking for some high, high highs, yeah Till I got it, does it, you You got me belly And this is called Fuego. That was the runner by the Eurovision Song Contest 2018 from Liverpool's. Sorry, 
from Lisbon's Altis Arena there and uh, it came second it was the runner up to the winner which was in that year Israel and Netta over to our dear friend and colleague Javier Leal in Montreal Canada who continues with the top two of his uh, top six favorite songs that kicked off from number 25 in the running order at the Eurovision Song Contest over to Javier Sorry, JP. And of course, uh, we're moving a, a lot uh, further in the north. Uh, so we're going to my personal favorite region in the Eurovision Song Contest. Of course, I'm speaking about Scandinavia. And uh, we're going back to 20, uh, 2008, which is an important year, uh, especially today, in well, running down 2023, because uh, 15 years ago, that's when the second semifinal was introduced. And I believe it was in the semifinal where Maria, representing Norway, held from uh, to, to qualify for the grand final with the song Hold On Be Strong. It's a very soulful song. I love it still. And uh, 15 years later, it sounds great. So here we are, the 25th song on the grand final of the 2008 Eurovision Song Contest from Norway, Maria Bokasturing. Hold On Be Strong. 2008. Norway. Hi, this is Maria from Norway, and you're listening to JP on Radio International. And here is Hold On, Be Strong. Love can be hard sometimes. Yes, it can catch you off guard like bad crimes. Yes, it can make you depressed and angry. Make you say, why me? Why won't
Well, that was that to hear it again. Thank you very much for putting that onto your playlist. Your second favorite song that kicked off from position number 25 at the Eurovision Song Contest. It was Norway's entry that ended up number fifth after the voting. I beg your pardon, number five after the voting. Hold on, be strong. Maria, at that time, Haukas starring. And uh, later she got married, Maria Haukas Midget. It's uh, her name now. We have one more song left in this uh, hour. And it's Javier who's rejoining us now to tell us what it is and what is his favorite song that uh, kicked off from the Eurovision Song Contest number 25. Over to Javier. Yes, JP. And to answer the question, it's also important to highlight that this is the song that introduced me to the Eurovision Song Contest as a Eurovision fan this year, 20 years ago. Yes, I'm talking about the 2003 Swedish entry, which is uh, by the duo Fame with a song, Give Me Your Love. I absolutely love this song 20 years later. It's still one of my favorites ever. So let Fame grace the airwaves of Radio International with Give Me Your Love. 25 plays in the Sweden, 2003. Now starting off from number 25, and it ended up number five after the uh, voting the Swedish entry to the Eurovision Song Contest 2003 is also the final song of this uh, segment we'll be back in the next hour we got two of our colleagues joining us it'll be Ellie and uh, um, he will be uh, doing half an hour of the last song from countries that didn't or don't participate anymore but it, it included Luxembourg because they're returning only next year and then uh, closing out the, the show this week will be John with his top five from the Eurovision Song Contest 2023 uh, I, what, what, left from me, what is left for me to say to you my friend Javier Leal in Montreal in Canada have a happy new year and we'll be back uh, together again in just a week's time and it's 2024 have a happy new year my friend Richard thank you very much happy holidays bye Bye-bye. 2003 Sweden Number one.
Eurovision Experience Radio International with JP. Hello. Let's go. We are the Busker from Malta, and this is our song Dance Our Own Party. This is one of you from Ireland, and this is our song We Are One. from Estonia and this is my song Bridges. to Radio International with JP. JP. And welcome back to our final hour of the year 2023. And uh, let's go and welcome our dear colleague and friend Alistair Randall coming up in the Eurovision Spotlight. Let's go and uh, do half an hour with Ellie. Eurovision Spotlight on Radio International. This week... It's Alistair Rendell. Hello, it's so nice to have all my colleagues coming on to the show today. And here is Ellie. How are you, my friend? Hello, yes, and it's not too late to say it. Joyeux Noël, Frohe Weihnachten, Gautjul, Merry Christmas. I hope, I hope you've all had a fantastic uh, festive season, and it's great to be here for this Radio International special, the, uh, the last time I think we'll meet in 2023. And, and in just a few days, we've got 2024. It's amazing how time flies, especially when, when we're busy with all this national final swatching now coming up and excitement in the air and the Eurovision Song Contest coming from Malmö in Sweden. Who's going to win that? Where are we going to go next year or the year after next? <laughs> all that's coming up again. Very exciting. And the great thing about being a Eurovision fan, because for, for the rest of the world, this time of year, that after Christmas and New Year, becomes very dull. The long days of January and dark February and into March. But the Eurovision fan, I find this time of year absolutely flies by. And before you know it, it's going to be May and we're going to be in Sweden. So yeah, very exciting few weeks ahead. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And, and so the Eurovision National final season is our sunshine in the dark, dull days. 
It is, definitely. <laughs> now, in this half hour, we all have been doing uh, half an hour with my colleagues, David Mann, in the first hour with the cover spot and the birthday file. And we had uh, uh, also, uh, in the last hour, we had our dear colleague, uh, um, Javier coming on from Venezuela, Run, running order, uh, uh, songs that started from number 25 in the contests and also we had uh, an hour of Lindsay DePaul uh, who represented the UK together with Mike Moran in the 70s and that was with Chris Poppy and also we had an Udo Jürgen special with uh, our Eurovision Lordship, Marcus Keppel Farmer, oh it's so nice and uh, Uh, then Dermot has done an, a half an hour of uh, Eurovision songs sung in Europe's minority or small language churches there. So all, all, all very nice. And of course, not to be forgotten, also we had uh, Eurovision song titles with countries was done as well. So, so over to you, my friend. What have you picked? So the feature I've gone for, um, as we are right at the end of the year, I'm picking songs that were the end of their country's rep representation at Eurovision. So the last appearance by uh, various countries, so countries that no longer take part, with one exception, which we'll come to a little bit later. Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to kick off. We're going to go back to 1992. And this is the final song uh, for a country in its previous form. I am talking about Yugoslavia. Um, so they'd obviously been taking part many times over the years. In 1992, things were a little bit different. They held a national final on the 28th of March, but there were no entrants from the Slovenian broadcaster and the Croatian broadcaster who declared independence. The Kosovans didn't send anything as well. Um, so we had representatives from Serbia, Montenegro, uh, Vojvodina and Bosnia um, and Macedonia. And... We had 20 songs in the national final, so it still managed to be quite a big lineup. Um, but uh, with people, people like Alma Charjic representing Bosnia in the national final, but the 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 song that won the title to represent Yugoslavia at the contest in Malmo, of course, uh, first time, very much not the last time Eurovision was in Malmo, was a lady by the fabulous name of Extra Nena, which always sounded a bit like a headache cure. Uh, her real name was uh, Snezhana Beric. She was born uh, in 1960. No idea why she took the name Extra Nena, um, but very hard to find a lot about her. There's not a huge internet presence from her. She has been in, been, been in theatre. She actually performed at the Sava Center in 2000. 2008, which was used as the press centre for Eurovision in Belgrade that year. Uh, but her song that she represented Yugoslavia for the final time, so Yugoslavia then didn't take part again um, at all. Uh, the countries came back in drips and drab from 1993. Um, but yet, 1992, their representative in Malmo, the fabulously named Extra Nena, with the song Loving You with Kisses, or as they say in Serbian, Ljubim te pes mama. Eurovision's Greatest Hits with JP. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. That's okay, you're fine. 1992. Yugoslavia. Bogasam molila Neka mi snageta Da oprostim ti sve Zdravim u morni, 
How lovely was that? Extra Nena and Lubim Te Presmama. And that was Yugoslav's entry, Yugoslavia's entry, I should say, in 1992. That was won by Ireland's Linda Martin. The song itself reached number 13. And that was really nice. I really enjoyed that. Thanks very much, Ellie, for choosing this song. I think I've actually never played it. <laughs> well, that, that's what I like about these features. It's a chance to play songs that you don't normally hear. And, uh, yeah, nice song, that. And, yeah, not one that you hear very often. Exactly, exactly. So we're going to move on to our second country now. Now, like I said, the feature that we're doing is the uh, the last time these countries took part at Eurovision. But you could also say for this one that it was the first time that this country took part at Eurovision because it's the only time they've taken part in the contest. Uh, it is the only time uh, so far that Eurovision has ventured to Africa. And we're going back to the 1980 contest, which took part took place in the Netherlands. And it's the entry from Morocco. Uh, that was organised by the Moroccan broadcaster RTM uh, which is uh, an EBU member uh, they'd um, I think they'd, they'd, they'd had sort of national finals as such over the previous years but never actually sent a song to Eurovision the only African country that had showed interest in participating previously uh, was Tunisia uh, in 1977 but uh, in the end it withdrew uh, before the contest itself took place so 1980 uh, the uh, very well known singer uh, Samira Ben Said uh, born in 1958 um, one of the biggest stars <coughs> me in North Africa, uh, actually very big in Egypt, um, but also big in Morocco. Um, she's won a BBC award for world music. She's won numerous awards in France and in North Africa. Um, so actually one of the one of the biggest stars to represent a country in Eurovision. Uh, a mixture of disco and Arabic music. Really, really nice song this. Um, I think actually a few years later when Eurovision was starting to embrace cultures a bit more, this song would have actually done better because it didn't do particularly well at the contest in The Hague. Uh, it only came 18th, but a really nice song. We'd love to hear a bit more African uh, influences, a bit more Arabic influences in Eurovision again. Will it happen? Who knows? But 1980, it was Morocco's turn. Samira Ben Said with the song Bita Kat 1980.
Samira Ben Said and uh, Beta Katop. That was the only entry that Morocco ever sent into the Eurovision Song Contest. It got to number 18 in 1980s Eurovision Song Contest. Over to my dear colleague and friend, uh, it is Alice Randall. Hello, Ali, for the next song. Hello, so we're going to come a lot more up to date now. We're going to come to 2016. Uh, we're going to go to the last time the contest was held in Sweden, uh, in Stockholm. And the last to date entry from a country that's uh, been a bit up and down with their Eurovision participations over the years. It is Bosnia-Herzegovina. Um, so they hadn't taken part for uh, a couple of years. So it surprised everyone when they came back in 2016. Uh, people thought, right, is this a bit of a comeback? Are they going to be regular participants again? Uh, sadly not. Uh, they've not been seen since. Um, this is a decent song though and it marked the return of uh, a man called Dean uh, now it's fair to say that Dean in his first uh, appearance in 2004 was very different uh, to the Dean in his second appearance in 2016 it was hard to think they were the same the same person but he had uh, performed there alongside uh, Dalal Dalal Midhat Talakic um, who's a member of the Bosnian group Arato uh, and also Anna Ruchna who's a cellist from Croatia uh, and also uh, Jala as well one of the instrumentalists taking part so a bit of a, a mix of artists a bit of bit, bit of rap overtones a bit pop overtones uh, quite a dark song um, quite an unusual entry this um, written by Yasmin Fazlis Yala and Almir Alayanovic it was um, internally selected by Bosnian TV and I think there was still a little bit of uh, back and forth for a while over whether it would actually end up on stage um, in Stockholm it just missed out it came 11th in its semi-final um, with 104 points. And actually the first time that Bosnia had failed to qualify for the final since their first ever participation. Um, it would be lovely to see Bosnia back at some point. They have had some really, really good entries over the years, uh, particularly kind of Maya Sar in 2012, their first entry in 1993. Um, one of my favourite European countries, but are they going to come back? Hmm, who knows? I think they've uh, fallen out of love with the Eurovision. But let's hear the song anyway. 2016 Bosnia-Herzegovina entry from the semi-final in Eurovision 2016, Dalal and Dean featuring Anna Rochna and Yala and Liu Bavier. Bosnia and Herzegovina. 2016.
oči zatvorí Srce se u tebe klelo Tako da ti oprosim Nemam kome da se vratim Samo tebi vjerujem Dugo neću sve da platim Na ljubav se zaklinje Nesto kapetan da budem piro sam da budem pirat Nesto sretan da budem piro sam tugu urinat Moja priča je rulet u lažem ne znam kasirat Njenim očima uhlet mi žetve ne znam ne smijat Znam ne mali toplina valja ko čošet je vira Ali ona nije ta što će mi sutra roditi sira Opet nije da ne znam je tako magično dira Oh, there we go. We went back to 2016 for this one. Dalal and Dean featuring Anna Rutschna or Rukna and Yala together. Yubavie, the last ever entry from Bosnia and Herzegovina at the Eurovision Song Contest. It was in 2016 and ended up in semi-final one, just knocking at the door to come into the grand final. Hit number 11 it was. Over to Ellie. So we're going to move back a few years. We're going to go to 2012 now, but we're going to move a little bit to the east. We're going to go to Turkey. Now, Turkey, gosh, they have had some amazing entries over the years. Um, from their lovely first song in 1975, they've had songs like uh, Banner Banner. Uh, they had Dinle. Uh, they had an amazing uh, run at Eurovision. But then it just suddenly ended without really much warning. They'd done so well. They'd won in 2004. They'd been runners-up in 2010. And then I think their confidence must have been knocked a bit because they didn't make it through the semi-final in 2011. Uh, but then 2012, it was their, their, their good friends, Azerbaijan, were hosting. So I think it was definite that Turkey, TRT, the broadcaster, would be sending a song. Um, and it did okay. It came seventh. But that was the last we heard of Turkey Eurovision. And for years, there's been rumours that, right, they're going to come back again. But uh, I'm not sure that's going to happen. Obviously, there's Turk Vision, um, which kind of pops up every now and again, which they've been heavily involved with. Uh, but sadly, no return yet for Turkey to the big Eurovision stage. Uh, they had an internally selected song. They announced on the 9th of January, uh, the, a guy called uh, Jan Bonomo would be representing Turkey. He was born uh, in Izmir. He's a Turkish Jewish singer. Um, and born in, in 1987 um, studied uh, music at university worked in TV and cinema um, did programs on radio uh, poetry as well wrote poetry books so quite a varied career um, he then represented Turkey with the song uh, Love Me Back now I'm not a huge fan of this song but I've still picked it anyway because I think it's really important to recognise Turkey's participation uh, at Eurovision quite a memorable stage show though do you remember they're kind of pretended to be rowing a boat on stage I know that sounds weird but if you'd have watched it you know what I mean um, did well though like I said qualified from the semi-final in fifth place made it to the grand final got 112 points coming in seventh place and that was it Turkey at Baku we waved goodbye we've not yet had a chance to coin a phrase love them back but this is the Turkish entry for 2012 Jan Bonomo love me back 2012 
me back today Never ever sink my ship and sail away Oh, uh oh Baby don't shut me down Give me all the love I need and I'll be gone I'm a lonely sailor drinking the night away My ship is made from hope She's searching for your bay But you don't You crush my soul and make me fall Oh, hey, hey Baby, love me back today Don't you ever sink my ship and sail away Last ever entry from sunny Turkey, Chambonomo and Love Me Back. Hit number seven at the Eurovision Song Contest back in 2012 from Baku. Ellie is with us. Let's go for the next one. And speaking of all things sunny, we've got a very, very sunny entry coming up for you now. It represents uh, the sunny principality of Monaco, uh, but musically it's uh, got the uh, the sunny sound of the South Pacific, I think, in this one. Uh, it is, of course, the fabulous La Coco Dance. And this marked the end to date of Monaco's participation. Now, Monaco uh, retired for the first time back in 1979, having been one of the uh, the regulars in early era Eurovision. And then it surprised everyone, and it was a great surprise when they came back in 2004 um they took part in 2004 and again in 2005 and again in 2006 three years sadly of not qualifying for the final but with uh, good songs in their own way and uh but sadly no more monaco at eurovision they were represented in 2006 in athens um by a lady called uh, severine ferret she was born in 1977 on the uh born in montpellier but grew up in the island of reunion uh, moved to paris in the early 90s uh, like most uh, Monaco entrants, probably hadn't never even been to Monaco. Um, she took part in a number of TV shows. She had her first album in 2004. Not done a huge amount since. Uh, I think we'd love to see her again. Maybe she's the sort of person that we can get for one of the, uh, the fan events at some point. Um, this is a great song, uh, but I think it was destined to remain in the semi-final it came 21st in its semi-final in athens and one of my abiding memories um of the european song contest 
in Athens is being stuck in a queue for the toilet behind one of her backing singers. They are one of those anecdotes that you just always remember from Eurovision. Severine Ferre with the, the brilliant Coco Dance. This is just what you need in winter. 2006. Any fantastic choice there. La Coco Dance by Severine Ferrer. And my anecdote actually is from that contest. In the press conference of uh, Severine Ferrer from Monaco was also the winner of 1971. Of course, our Severine who sang in Bonk and Arbre une rue. And that was my chance to meet her. And I did a little interview right after the press conference with her. That's my little anecdote. <laughs> Over to you for the final one. <laughs> So the final song, and like I said, it's a little bit different for this one. So we've been talking about the final entry of these countries. For this one, it's the final entry until next year. So I am talking about the fabulous return of Luxembourg. Really excited by this. They've not taken part since 1993. Um, so I think everyone was surprised and delighted when it was announced earlier this year that Luxembourg would be returning next year. Not only are they returning, they've even got a national final. And I am hoping to go to spend a weekend in Esch-sur-Alzette. Mm. I had to look up on the map to see where it was um, <laughs> for the national final. So it should be a great weekend. Uh, Luxembourg have a really good Eurasian heritage. They've won, I think it's five times regular participants only nine times were they represented by actual Luxembourgers uh, but this year when they, when they return in 2024 we're expecting uh, quite a, a nationally influenced national final so we should have another Luxembourger representing the Grand Duchy so really exciting to see what they come back with but their last entry to now it's actually one of my all-time favorite Eurovision entries and to me I'm still mystified why it did so badly it's the Luxembourg entry uh, from 1993 it was the duet called Modern Times. Um, they were made up of Simone Weiss and Jimmy Martin. Uh, Donnez-moi une chance de te dire was the song, but it came only 20th with 11 points, 10 of which came from Malta in the very last uh, jury announcement of the evening. So pretty exciting for them. That was in the uh, the big final between the UK and Ireland. And then Luxembourg sort of spoiled it all by getting that, uh, that 10 points at the end. But a great song. And uh, I don't know if you remember the preview video of this. They are performing on the 
the tarmac at Luxembourg Airport and I am desperate to recreate that scene when I go to Luxembourg <laughs> and pretend to be modern times. So um, mm. if you see someone dancing on the tarmac at the airport, that'll be me. For the 1993 entry, the last time until 2024 that we saw Luxembourg at Eurovision sung in a mixture of French and Luxembourgish, modern times, Oh, how fabulous. Thank you very much, Ali, for coming on to, to spend this uh, half hour with us on, on uh, the last ever entries of countries at the Eurovision Song Contest. But we have modern times, although not modern times, we have Luxembourg back at the Eurovision Song Contest. Looking forward and I'm going to be seeing you there at the national final in Luxembourg. Uh, Ali, I'll also be there. Excellent, looking forward to it. We do Radio International reunification over there as well. But now, yeah. I had the pleasure to actually meet the last entry of uh, Luxembourg in 1993, uh, Simone Weiss, and she was actually uh, a receptionist in, I think, one of the uh, lawyer's offices in Luxembourg, but she came to a fan club convention and she was great fun and she just set us laughing all the time. Let's go and listen to the song and then John is next with uh, uh, his top five of 2023. Ellie, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Simone Weiss, part of Modern Times at the 1993 Eurovision Song Contest of Luxembourg, and you are listening to GP on Radio International. Don Juan, chance de te dire Les mots pour te conduire Sur le chemin de tes désirs Et donne-moi une chance de te dire Les mots pour te séduire Vivre à nouveau, tu n'en plaisir Could you be the first one to come back? Donne-moi ma chance, j'ai tant besoin 
Eurovision Spotlight on Radio International. This week... We have the final of our uh, eight segments on this week's edition of the show. It is John from London joining us again and so good to have you back, my friend. And we have only had you last week on the show with Mia Dimcic, but now... Uh, John has got uh, his top five for Eurovision 2023 and uh, let's welcome back John. Hello, how are you, my friend? Hello, JP. Uh, hello, everybody listening out there on uh, the radio land. Um, as always, thank you so much for having me on. It's always um, a pleasure to help out and always a pleasure to share my top of whatever songs um, it may be, whether it's a set year or whether it's a set country. I always enjoy it. Oh, it's very, very nice of, uh, of you to say that. And uh, yeah, what, what, what a nice thing to finish off the, uh, the show with and of course the year with. For this year, 2023, you, you picked your top five songs from the Eurovision Song Contest 2023. Um, so what was the criteria for you to have that particular top five, which is not, not in, in line with what the Eurovision top five is? Uh, well, uh, my criteria when I was thinking about it was um, how many times I listened to a set amount of songs um, before the contest, because I think that makes more sense, because after every competition, obviously songs grow on you, and there are a few that have since. But I thought if I want to be true to how I felt, um, I'd do with how I was um thinking initially um and all these songs um i think are quite varied um they all have different messages and um it, it's just it just happens to be a small co coincidence that i have links to a few of the countries but <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> okay so let's start off with your number five Yes, my number five is um, my home country, the UK. And this year in Liverpool, we were uh, represented by uh, someone from my from my hometown, from London, May Muller, with the song I Wrote a Song. Now, um, I picked this song because um, it's very modern sounding, it's very catchy, and I think anybody could dance to it. It's just such a shame that, um, at least on the TV, she didn't really deliver on the night. And I think that had she done so, um, it would have finished a lot higher. But all the same, I think she gave it her all and I wish her the best in her career. So my number five, May Muller, I wrote a song, The United Kingdom. And here we go. Hey guys, this is May Muller from the United Kingdom. You are listening to Radio International with JP. And this is my track, I Wrote a Song. Enjoy! 
May Müller there and uh, I wrote a song at number 25 at the Eurovision Song Contest 2023 for the United Kingdom and it's John's number 5 of the year. What is your number 4 my friend? Oh, my number four. Well, we go to literally the other side of the world. So we go from the UK to uh, the country of my second citizenship, which is Australia. Now, Australia this year were represented by the band uh, Voyager. Now, Voyager had previously tried to represent Australia at Eurovision, taking part in the national final um, Australia Decides, but they they didn't make it. And this year, SBS um, chose them internally to uh, represent Australia and the song they sent was Promise and it reached number nine which is a fantastic result there in Liverpool and that is my number four Promise by Voyager of Australia and uh, the the singer actually is also from Hamburg in Germany how nice is that so that's, so, fantastic. that's so Eurovision Australia <laughs> Hi, this is Voyager from Australia. Australia. You're listening to Radio International with JP, and this is our song, Promise. Promise. Enjoy. 2023. Number four. Have you ever done anything like this before? Have you ever done anything like this before? You've never done anything like this before And then you haven't been alive Have you ever shut all the open doors? Have you ever just walked out and grown? Have you ever just lost your mind When you tried to unwind? Or are you coming right back for more?
Wow, what an entry from Australia. What a sympathetic group as well. Had the pleasure to meet them also at uh, the pre-party in Madrid. And we were sharing in the same hotel, ending up having breakfast together as well, which is not quite nice to, to get to know, especially the lady part of, uh, of the group as well. And uh, Voyager's Promise hit number nine at the Eurovision Song Contest 2023 for Australia. And it's John's number four. John, what is number three for you? Okay, coming up, we have the beautiful country of Slovenia. Now, Slovenia were represented by possibly uh, one of the most um, famous current bands in the country at the moment, um, Joker Out, led by singer Bojan Svetičanin. Now, they came with the song Carpe Diem, and they finished at number 21. And I really like this song because of the message. You know, we only live once, and they're talking about what they did, when what they'll do when they live once we'll dance and sing until the sunrise etc so this is a song i believe to be enjoyed so ever joker out carpe diem number 21 and my number three take it away 2023 slovenia number three number three
Uh, Joker out and Carpe Diem there and that one hit number 21 at the Eurovision Song Contest in the Grand Final for Slovenia. So nice to see Slovenia back in the Grand Final and it was John's, well there is John's number 3 of the Eurovision Songs for 2023. We have a top 2 to come and what is it? Indeed. Now we have the, if you will, medal positions. Now my uh, number two is uh, the song that actually ended up number two in the competition. It is from Finland and it's Cheria with Cha Cha Cha. Now I was watching the contest at home with my friends and we were listening and towards the end we were of the opinion that either Finland or Sweden were going to win and I think we were happy if either had won and you can see why it was a fantastic stage performance he really got the crowd going and I think it's both a worthy official number two from last year and a worthy number two on my list so without further ado Cheria, Cha Cha Cha, Finland um, Eurovision and John's number two. <laughs> Hello, this is Karia from Finland. You are listening to Radio International with JP, and this is my song. Cha cha cha! 2023. And here we go. Finland number two. Almost won the Eurovision Song Contest 2023 in Liverpool. What a nice Eurovision it was. Really enjoyed it. Carrier, the Finnish entry, Cha Cha Cha. 
and it's John's number two as well as Europe's number two. How fantastic was that? So good. But there was one lady keeping him off the top spot and that was, of course, Sweden's Lorraine. Uh, and with that, she has equalized uh, the victories of Ireland with Sweden as well as uh, Johnny Logan won it twice and she won it twice as singers. But now over for the number one of John of the Year 2023. Yes, well, Lorraine was very, very good. And as I and as I say, I mean, a deserved winner was either herself or Cheria. But my personal one, number one, is different. Um, born in Canada, but chosen to represent France. This is La Zara, France with the song Evidemment, which means obviously. And she reached number 16. And this is my number one. So La Zara, Evidemment, pour La France. My ah. number one. Oh, how lovely. And uh, she was really a like, kind of a diva there. And uh, had the pleasure to interview her in Madrid as well. And she sat on the chair. Nobody else sat on the chair, <laughs> but she did. And uh, somebody else had to bring it for her as well. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's go and play out of, uh, of this uh, top five of John with this piece of music. Hello, this is Lazara from France. You are listening to Radio International with JP. And this is my song, Evidemment. 2023 France Number one Mon cœur, mes mains, mes yeux, mes reins Plus rien ne m'appartient Je me fais du mal pour faire du bien J'oublie comme si ce n'était rien Dans mon jardin d'enfer poussent des fleurs Que j'arrose de mes rêves, de mes pleurs On a boîte sur le toit du monde On ne peut toucher le ciel Hey, hey. 
chanter la grande France C'est toujours faux pour être vrai Mais c'est jamais trop Oh, how fantastic was that? Thank you very much to John and a happy new year to you, my friend. Evidemment was the uh, number one he picked of Eurovision 2023, the French entry that hit number 16 by La Zara. That's it for the show for this week. Thank you very much for for joining us over the last uh, four hours and a big thanks to all our colleagues that uh, we have uh, had on the show this week. There was, of course, David Mann. There was Delbert Manning, Marcus Keppel-Palmer, the Eurovision Lordship, Chris Poppy, as well as uh, Javier Leal and also John was there, Alistair Wendell too, and Ross Bennett, of course, not to be forgotten. All the best. Have a fantastic Happy New Year from all of us here at Radio International and from you as well, of course, John, have a happy new year to you as well. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, JP. And here's to a fantastic um, Eurovision Song Contest next year in Malmö. Have a great one. Take care. Playing out with Chiara, Neve Kavanagh, Ovi and Paula Selling, and Happy New Year. Have a good one. Bye-bye. The dreams we had before